John, did you uh, did you enjoy the round of uh, divisional playoff games this weekend? I wish they had been a little more exciting, like four of the wild card games were. Um, I enjoyed watching the Cowboys lose to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico Ryan's, both of whom I know very well, winning. And um, and in Cincinnati, you know, that was, boy, I didn't see that coming at Buffalo. And then the NFC, I picked Philadelphia. Uh, I didn't pick them to, to have a blowout. But man, oh man, that running game and Oof. and they're just they're pretty unbelievable. I saw a lot of people picking the Giants, and it's funny, you know. One week they love Daniel Jones, one bad game, oh they can't give him a big contract. It's amazing how fans and a lot of members of the media are on a seesaw up one day, down the other. Nobody wants Dak Prescott to be the quarterback anymore or McCarthy, but they will be. So it was a lot to talk about, but I'll tell you, if Patrick Mahomes were 100% and he won't be, I still might put the Bengals because the Bengals have beaten them three times in the last year, both regular seasons and in the AFC Championship game. There's a good chance they're going to do it again. Well, it's funny, John, when the line on that game came out, I think it's kind of settled in at like Kansas City minus one, minus one and a half, which means that if home field is worth three, then that means that on a neutral field, the odds makers feel like Cincinnati is the better football team right now. And in part, probably because of Mahomes' ankle, but just purely in terms of my reaction when I first saw the line come out, I get an email with the, you know, the opening lines every week. You get the same email from Jimmy Shapiro. Right. And we get the opening lines and I looked at it and I had, I had forgotten about Mahomes' ankle as I saw that, you know, cause it was, they came out Sunday night, you know, so I'm still buzzing from the Cowboys and the Niners and the Bills and the Bengals. So I had kind of forgotten about Mahomes' ankle, but my gut reaction was, oh, okay. You know, like that, you know what? Cincinnati might be the better team of these two. And then I remembered Mahomes' ankle was hurt. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably baked into it. Because I think it opened, opened at like two and a half and it got down to a pick them or maybe even Cincinnati minus one at one point. So it's been kind of moving through the zero there. Um, but I'm with you. Like I, I watched this Cincinnati team play and I think, People point to that Ravens game in the wild card round. I I kind of give a pass to teams that when you're playing them for the third time and the second time in two weeks, and it's a division rival like that, that it's just, you know, the, there's a familiarity that probably helps out the underdog in that case, especially one that's as well coached as Baltimore. Um, but boy, they did a number. They did a number on Buffalo in that game. That game was never close. You know, that game, they went right down the field on the first uh, first series, six plays. Into the end zone. Boom. Joe Burrow was outstanding. I am amazed that of the Bengals' two coordinators, Bryce Callahan, the offense coordinator, has had one interview. Lou Ramos had none. And it's amazing because they've done a fantastic job. But maybe uh, – I don't know why that is. Maybe now it'll be too late. Next year will be their year. But you never know how the team's going to do next year. And of course, that's great for the Bengals if they can keep them. But what they were able to do with that offensive line missing three starters and Max Sharping starting at right guard and Frank Pollock, who former Texan coach, just like Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans, I tweeted in the game all the former Texans who are on these playoff teams mm-hmm. who are playing this weekend. And I forgot about the coaches till somebody mentioned what a great job Pollock was doing. And, and, uh, just goes to show you, Cincinnati, what happens when you have good coaching 
and you have a great quarterback who's yeah. going to get rid of the ball fast, which he which he did. And uh, they were a different team against Buffalo than they were against Baltimore, and they were home for the Ravens. And so, best thing about the Bengals winning, we don't have to see that stinking, bleeping, neutral site AFC championship game that the NFL was going to do. Okay, John, I was kind of looking forward to that just to see Kansas City. No, 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 no. Hey, let me finish. I was purely from a content standpoint, John. No, I, I I like the home field conference title games as much as anybody but to get to listen to kansas city complain about how they were getting jobbed if they had to play in that game that would have been a lot of fun for me and see john as you know you and i both cover the houston texans it's fun to see other people miserable sometimes okay and and the fact that they would be miserable over where they have to play the afc title game i think is just kind of comical in the whole thing so yes but fortunately in terms of the integrity of the rule book and the standings in the game Cincinnati did everybody a big favor. Ultimately, ultimately, all the now that you bring it up, all the hand wringing over the Demar Hamlin standings fallout ended up being a big to do about nothing because they didn't have to do the coin toss for the Bengals Ravens game because Bengals beat the Ravens in Week 18. Remember, if the Bengals had lost to the Ravens and they met up in the postseason, they would have had to do a coin toss for who would get home field in that situation. Um, so they didn't have to do that. And it turns out they didn't have to do a neutral site AFC title game. The whole thing was a, it was all a lot of worrying over nothing, John. And the Bills brought out DeMar Hamlin, had him in a suite leading chairs, and that didn't help either. No. And I don't think the Chiefs would have complained to players because Andy Reid wouldn't let them. He'd want them focused on the game. It would be the fans. It would be the media, the yes. talk show hosts. Everybody around the team would have complained about it. And a lot of people, this was driven by Mike Florio last week, that this is just a sign of what's coming, neutral site championship games. Everybody is against it. And people were talking about how it would make more money, and I haven't figured that out. Because when you have a sold-out stadium, how do you make more money unless you just jack up ticket prices like you do for the Super Bowl, which would be very – very unfair to the fans of those two teams, especially the one that would have had the game in its field. Yeah. But boy, that one seat is a huge advantage, man. <laughs> and, it should be. and you know now, what? It should be. I get it. I mean, I like, I wonder if it's disproportional though. Like you get the buy and you get the whole, like it's no, you're right. It gives the teams that are up there something to play for. Absolutely. I, I liked it better with six teams and seven. That's just me. Um, especially because the seventh team has been, what were they? The, the, they were, who were the seventh teams this year? It was uh, it was Miami, who was nine and eight, and then it was who was it over in the uh, NFC? Who played the who played the two seed this week? I know this is terrible podcasting. See, it, it, it's all right. Wouldn't it, it, it was the Giants. It was the it was the, the Giants. The Giants were the last. Giants three. were the six. No, Giants were the six. The Vikings were the three. Oh, it was 49ers. Who did the 49ers beat in the opening round of the playoffs? Oh my God. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's Seattle nine and eight. In when the Packers lost at home. Yeah, they, you got two nine and eight teams getting in there, quarterback by Geno Smith and Skylar Thompson. Like, yeah, it's whatever. I remember. Just remember. I, yeah. If they hadn't increased in baseball, the Phillies wouldn't have been in the World Series. No, that, you know what? Um, that's good for Philadelphia. I, you know, why? Well, so, so the Astros got to got to beat up on them a little bit. No, you're right. I guess we'll take it. Um, 
John, as far as the also, uh, it might be the Texans' only chance to make the playoffs. No, you're right. They're good enough to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'll be singing a different tune if uh, <laughs> Coach TBD, whoever it's going to be, has them in the mix for the playoffs. You're right about that. All right, so just real quick, as far as these playoff games go, uh, Kansas City beating Kansas City beating Jacksonville. What did you think of Jacksonville's performance in that game? It was what I expected. I picked the Chiefs. I was glad they kicked that field goal late so they could cover. And uh, I thought Jacksonville wasn't going to go any farther. Where they got was great. It's it's all a bright future for, for the Jaguars and Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And I thought the main thing you got that game, of course, was Patrick Mahomes and how bad that high ankle sprain was yeah. going to hurt him. And and I think that uh, the close spread is all because of that and the fact the Bengals are playing damn good. They are. It's funny, John. The two losers on Saturday, the Jags and the Giants, feel like teams where, you know what, we made it a whole lot further than people predicted we would make it this year. This is something that we can build on moving forward. Obviously, the Giants have some serious decisions to make with quarterback and, and what to do with Saquon Barkley, but that whole program's moving in the right direction. And then the two losers on Sunday – Buffalo and Dallas, I think all of a sudden there's some serious questions about things now. You know, it's um, in Buffalo, it's probably okay. Josh Allen was a really good quarterback this year, but boy, some of the decision making was not great. Uh, you know, and he was not good, obviously, on Sunday against the Bengals. And then Dallas has some serious decisions to make. I, you know, I, I think it's in play now after looking like it was out of play after they took the Buccaneers to the woodshed. I think it's definitely in play now that we could be looking at, um, Mike McCarthy getting fired. Well, Jerry Jones swore after the game that wasn't going to happen, and he was adamant, and I don't see Jerry going out of his way. He said last week on his talk show, nothing could happen in this game that was going to change his opinion on Mike McCarthy, and if he does, it's going to make him, boy, he'll look like Nick Saban looked when he said he wasn't leaving Miami for Alabama. So I think he'll be back. I think Dak Prescott will be back. And what the Bills need more than anything is a running back. And there's a bunch of them who are going to be unrestricted free agents unless they get tagged. And there's no excuse for Buffalo to not have a better running game to take pressure off of Josh Allen where he doesn't feel like he has to do everybody's job. Yeah, I, the Josh Allen thing is really interesting to me, John, because the, all four of these quarterbacks that we're playing in the AFC this weekend are all young. You know, Mahomes is the oldest one out of all of them. Um, and he's, you know, he just started his second contract. Um, but Mahomes ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I, all four of them are really good quarterbacks. I just think the narrative has become like, well, these are going to be the teams that are going to win this division, their divisions every year. And this is how it's going to be. I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing articles and I'm watching TV shows are like, is this it? Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Lawrence for the next decade. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this league turns over half its teams in the postseason all the time. So it gets me thinking, like, they're definitely going to be wrong about these four teams just being dominant, just penciling them in every year. If I had to pick one of the four teams that lost, or the, one of the four teams that played in the AFC playoffs this weekend in the divisional round that, that could fall off, I think it's Buffalo. And not only because they seem to be – I shouldn't say that. I was going to say they seem to be the team with the most holes. Obviously, Jacksonville is nine and eight. They've got work to do. But Jacksonville plays in such a bad division. I think that they're going to be clear favorites next year to win the division. I think what Buffalo needs to be worried about is the way Josh Allen gets used. You're absolutely right. They've got no running game at all to speak of, to lean on. 
So he becomes their whole offense and he takes a lot of hits. And I just looked at a guy like Cam Newton and I think Josh Allen is a more polished thrower than Cam Newton, but he's got a similar style in terms of just the way he uses that big body of his. And by about eight years in Cam Newton was beat up and washed almost. They miss Brian Dable. Yeah. You know, Dable had Josh Allen where he wasn't doing the stupid things. He wasn't turning the ball over. And then he leaves, and all of a sudden he reverts back to the way he was. And Dable had worked really hard to develop him and help him mature as a quarterback. And as far as the Jaguars, yes, they'll be favored, as they should be. But 2018, they were coming off almost beating the Patriots at Gillette Stadium everybody picked them to win the AFC South. And guess who won it? The Houston Texans. Texans did. But the did, Jaguars John, you, haven't John, you, been squat since till you, this year. You know this is different, John. This is not Blake Bortles playing quarterback for the Jags. No, this, but they were a great team in 2017 with a great defense. You need more than a quarterback. And I think if Tennessee gets Derek Carr, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, mm. and they upgrade their offensive line. They got a great defense, great running back. They'll be right there we'll try competing with the Jaguars for the division. You think the Titans are going to be in that QB market, huh? They better be. They go with Ryan Tannehill again. And Rand Carthorn, their new GM, said he was going to study and evaluate Tannehill. He'll basically do whatever Vrabel thinks, but – they got to get rid of Tannehill. They need to be in the market for a veteran. Both those guys should be free agents. I mean, nobody's going to pay Derek Carr's current contract. If you had a choice of Carr or Garoppolo, Garoppolo which one would you take? Well, I think it, I, you just touched on something. Am I getting – do I have say-so over the price or do I have to pay Carr $40 bucks? No, Carr, he's not going to get $40 million. Well, I mean, he does in this contract. If I trade for him, he would, you know. Yeah, he no, get... nobody's going to trade for that. So if they're both free right? agents, if they're both free agents, who would I rather have, Garoppolo yeah. or, or Derek Carr? I'd rather have Garoppolo. Um, and I think Carr's probably more talented, actually. But I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I just trust him more than I trust Derek Carr, uh, which sounds weird because Jimmy Garoppolo's – neither of them are great, obviously. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It's a very real conversation we're having here about what decisions some of these teams could be facing. And there's just something about Carr that rubs me the wrong way, John, as a leader of a team, as a face of a franchise. Um, Garoppolo has – he's just goofy enough to where I like him as my leader. <laughs> Compared he to can't Carr. stay healthy. He's hurt. Carr's yeah. durable. Uh, it's interesting. I heard on a talk show today about Kyle Shanahan won with Garoppolo he wasn't able to win in a short period of time with Trey Lance, and it was just a little bit. Mm -hmm. but the only two quarterbacks he's won were the Garoppolo and uh, and uh, Purdy. Uh, Purdy. Yep. And so everybody thinks they're going to trade Trey Lance. They're not going to trade Trey Lance. Give oh. me a break. He gave up too much for him. I think I'd take Garoppolo too, but, man, you have to have a good backup because you know it's just a matter of time before he got hurry. And I'm guessing like the Jets – the Jets will be after one of those guys. Yeah. I kept seeing Mike Greenberg saying if Card played on the Jets this year, they'd finish. They'd have won 10 games. They'd have won a playoff game. And I'm saying, well, he played on the Raiders and he didn't even have a winning record. No, but they're, but the Jets quarterback play was really, really bad. I mean, the Jets have a good defense. Horrible. There's no, you know, um, yeah, the quarterback carousel is going to be super interesting.